the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And we have the first ever congressman to join us is my friend, Congressman Matt Gates from the 1st District of Florida. Congressman Gates, welcome to America First. Good to be on with you, Seb. And you said that every time we get together and share the truth <laughs> with the great country that we break the Internet. So We, we uh, melt it. We melt it uh, down. Well, the, the, the liberals go crazy, the Democrats, when we have lunch on Capitol Hill and when we get together on radio. Likewise, it has a tectonic effect. The truth does that. You know, I mean, it does. It, uh, and that's probably why, you know, across the country, we see more and more conservative voices ripped from the virtual public square because the truth, simplicity and the power of our ideas that the decisions in this country should be made to benefit the people of this country, not multinational corporations, not foreign governments, not the military industrial complex, but America. It is a simple, powerful idea, and those who express it are continually under attack. So I'm glad to have this great platform to talk about how we approach the world and the challenges we face. And, you know, I mean, the two issues that I see that uh, Look, really— this, this is the kind of guest you need. You just let them roll. You just invite <laughs> them in, and you let them roll. But I'm going to interrupt sure. you for one second because we actually have James O'Keefe coming in to talk about the latest findings, the un. Cover, undercover video of Google admitting what they're doing to us. But go ahead. No, and, and it's the work that James does is important because it shows how deep-seated the bias is. It is knit, if you will, into the fabric of many of these Silicon Valley companies. And as much as I don't want Washington running my life, I sure as hell don't want Silicon Valley running my life. Whoa. And, right. uh, you know, I think that, uh, that there'll be a lot on that moving forward. But, you know, we try in these discussions, Seb, to highlight what's really important and what issues the Congress in particular should be working on. And right now, we've got 5,500 people a day showing up on our southern border. And last week, in the, or, you know, I met with my staff, I've just come in, and we've gone over what will be the big Judiciary Committee hearings. We have immense jurisdiction to reform our asylum laws, to give Border Patrol more authority, to do the things to repel the migration and really the invasion that's incurring on our southern border. But you know what we're working on this week, Seth? What? Uh, do, we I, are do, re- I, do I want to know? We are reviewing the work of the U.S. Copyright Office. Oh, come on. And then we are workshopping the latest in bankruptcy case law. So the Copyright Office and the latest in bankruptcy case law, but no nothing to deal with the terrible crisis that we have. I'm, I'm just going to cut st- straight to the chase. You, you are one of a handful of patriots on Capitol Hill who actually seemingly care, fight for the truth, and actually focus on the key issues and have the back of your president, Donald Trump. What is it with the rest of your fellow Republicans, Matt Gates? There is something in the water in Washington, D.C., where a lot of folks come here thinking that they are going to fight the town. But once that, that Potomac fever gets in their system they become part of this place. And that's not to say that there aren't great folks who serve in the Congress and who are working to expose the corruption that has screwed the American people under Republican and Democratic Yeah, but not if they're looking at the copyright laws. Well, and, and that is really the issue, that 
the agendas in the Congress are too often driven by what the lobbyists want and not what we need for the country. Okay, let, let, can, can I just break in here? And, and look, I'm an American now by choice. I think that makes you, if you understand America, you have to be an optimist. We can keep on talking about mm-hmm. those who don't have the president's back, but let's have some fun for a second. You were with me with the president last <laughs> week in Orlando. That's what it's about, isn't it? The campaign oh, kickoff, that atmosphere, that energy, that focus on the issues. That's what's going to work. That's what's going to save the republic, isn't it, Matt Gates? It, it truly is. And what's so exciting is that Donald Trump is building an inclusive political movement. It's something you want to be a part of. Right. You know, I can't help but watch split screen like these very sad Joe Biden events where it's maybe, you know, two or three hundred people. He's got to read his lines. He doesn't really have an ability to have a back and forth fun with the crowd. And it sort of looks like homework to go to a joe biden event you go to a trump rally you see every cross-section of our country white collar blue collar no collar black white (laughs) brown asian anything you can imagine it is america coming together to join in a movement that lifts all of us up and and when the president is able to highlight the economic record you know look jobs aren't black jobs or white jobs or brown jobs. jobs they're jobs baby and it's what drives this country to its greatest successes is that innovation and that sense that we can achieve anything. And uh, that's why I'm certain the president's going to be reelected if we do our job. Okay, look, that's the feeling you have when you spend those two hours listening to him. You hear the warm-up of the crowd by Laura Trump, Eric Trump, Don Jr., the vice president. But we can't be complacent, can we, Matt? We can't be complacent, but I do fear that the media is going to try to suppress the enthusiasm yes. of this movement right. by repeatedly you know i don't think there will be a single poll between now and the election that will show donald do, trump in the lead do you believe any of them the that, that are currently no. saying that that, any, that the leading democrats uh, would defeat donald trump today this is crazy <laughs> well i mean they look at the state of florida and I think the latest some polling that the media was trying to trumpet showed the president down 10 points in Florida. That's ludicrous. (laughs) That's absurd. And and, uh, what I think is going on in polling right now is that a lot of our voters and supporters don't trust the institution of polling. And so they just don't answer the question. Yes. And and so I don't believe between now and the election there will be a single poll that shows that Donald Trump is in the lead. And I think we're going to shock the world again and the media establishment because – there are just a lot of these people who they don't talk about politics when they go to work. They don't answer questions to pollsters right. because they have a legitimate fear of don't, re- don't retaliation right. they or don't retribution. Trust right. But these people speak with their vote, you know, and they come out on Election Day and they see all that this president is doing to fight for them. And they see how this town is reacting And the country is going to stand with their president, and I look forward to that day. We have to talk really big issues in the the next segment about the border and Iran. But in the minute and a half we have left, special shout-out, special uh, message to the 1st District of Florida, Matt Gates. Hey, I want everyone in the country to know that the 1st District of Florida has the highest concentration of active-duty military in the country. When our, uh, when our nation fights, it's my constituents who go the farthest and fight the hardest, and I'm incredibly proud of them. And, uh, you know, look, it's uh, summertime, so everybody's enjoying the beach in Florida, having good time with family, you know, building those great bonds that make our community one of the most military-friendly communities and one of the most military-friendly states in the country. The president today has issued a new executive order on increased Iranian sanctions that will be targeting the supreme leader, the office of the supreme leader, and anyone appointed 
by the Iranian supreme leader and gives very, very wide latitude to the Secretary of the Treasury to impose further sanctions on any foreign financial institution doing business with the Iranians. Um, Walk us through your take as somebody who has that military constituency in Florida in the first district or your read of what the president, that that fine line that he's walked in the last four or five days. The president has played this brilliantly. Iran can never have a nuclear weapon. If Iran has a nuclear weapon, it is an existential threat to the survival of the world. At the same time, I am no cheerleader for war with Iran. The fog of war is no fog to me. I see it every day in the (laughs) lives of my constituents. And I look at these decades of of endless, unfocused regime change wars in the Middle East, and I wonder what we've really got for it at the end of the day. Are we really in a better position? Is the situation, is the Middle East better? Well, and so, you know, to me, as we are on the America First platform, an America First policy would prioritize, like, the U.S. border with Mexico – over the Saudi Arabia border with Yemen or the Iraq border with Iran. To me, an America First policy would say, let's get the Gulf cartel out of our country before we become the policemen of the Gulf of Oman on behalf of the Emiratis and the Qataris. And so, you know, I I simply don't understand what the obsession is. So you're happy that he pulled back from this physical attack? Look, the notion that we have to go avenge foreign vessels and and an American robot with potentially the blood of our bravest patriots, makes no sense. At the same time, these sanctions are the toughest sanctions that I think have ever been imposed on any country because of how close they get to the supreme yes. leader. I mean, it is right on the supreme leader, Ayatollah Khomeini. It is on even the foreign minister, Zarif. And, and that's I- what hurts. When you talk about sanctions, it's when you target the top. That's when it really hurts a country. And look, if, if Iran takes further steps to put U.S. service members, our treaty allies, in jeopardy, we are going to have to strike them. I am not here to say that there is no circumstance under which kinetic military conflict would be necessary, but there are some in this town who I think would like to start three wars before lunch tomorrow. I'm not <laughs> one of them, but but there is an element of the president's but, leadership but, but can, style. Can, can I just, sure. on that issue, you, you're in constant contact with the president. He's a fan of yours. I think it's mutual admiration. I've said it here because I was his strategist and I saw it close up. But but as another voice, can you tell our listeners out there, this president's default setting is not in- interventionist, right? I mean, that's what of you've course, seen. We heard the media and the Democrats He's going say to war in North oh, Korea. He's yes, going to war with if Iran. If we elect Donald Trump, we'll be in 34 <laughs> wars before he's sworn in. And, right. and of course, the president has been measured and focused and mindful and I would say strategic in how he has applied force. You look at Syria. Everybody thought we were destined for another decades-long yes. war in Syria. And the president knew just how to use the right touch to set the bright line. Right. No use of weapons of mass destruction. And now, you know, while Syria is still a problematic area, it is nothing like during the Obama administration. Or like Libya collapsing. Exactly. And so I think that when it comes to Iran, the bright line is clear. No nuclear development of a weapon. Period. And if they go down that road, it's not just going to be sanctions. But if we do not have an authorized declared war by the Congress, if we do not have a threat to the homeland, if we do not have a threat to our troops and our allies, I do not believe that we should start another regime change war over a downed robot. But, you know, I think you can shed a unique light, Dr. Gorka, on the interplay that's existing right now in the Gulf with some of these emerging Gulf monarchies, the Qataris and the Emiratis. Because what people talk about is that the ships that were attacked by Iran were Norwegian and Japanese. What they don't talk about is where the oil was coming from. And that's what matters. 
I believe that the Straits of Hormuz are far more more significant to Qatar, to the Emiratis, to the Chinese even, than almost any other stakeholders well, in the world. And they got to do their part. Especially since we became a net exporter of energy exactly. under Donald Trump for the first time ever. The Straits of Hormuz are important to those countries that you listed, not to us anymore, because we're actually selling oil and gas. So th- these are the big geopolitical... And, and think about that. This that's is a man a way, who knows his stuff, this and, and that's Matt another chappy. <laughs> well, it, the other thing is that it shows how an America-first policy becoming energy yes. independent actually improves Changes, our strategic right, hand right. worldwide, that we're not wedded to having to go to war for oil when we put the needs of our country and the capabilities and the potential of our country at the forefront. And and just the strategic options that's on, that unlocks... We'll make the world a safer place. But, but Dr. Gorka, I come to these things not just to share my view, but to learn a lot from you. You're sitting in the Oval at the Resolute Desk with the president. What advice are you giving him as he balances the advice he gets from uh, you know, folks who are more hawkish and more dovish? What are the standards you would apply? Well, well, the first thing that you mentioned in the break, which shows how much you know about the president and which I've been trying to dispel for, for weeks now, is this garbage concept. And you see straight through it that, oh, there are these camps and they're trying to push the president into one corner or another. Nobody's ever pushed Donald Trump into a corner <laughs> in the last 50 years. Come on, guys. You know who you're talking about. This is a man. And I was in the room. I... I, I I can talk about it to a certain extent, but when we shot down, when we had the debates on the Iran deal, it was me in front of the Resolute Desk with Steve Bannon at my six, Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of the Treasury, H.R. McMaster, and guess what we did? The, the boss sat back and said, okay, guys, what do I do? And we had to debate it in front of him, and the best person's argument won, and then he made a decision, which is as it should be. That's how he does it. I think that's healthier than building your own echo chamber like the Obama administration <laughs> like the Obama, did. Like the Obama administration did. And read Robert Gates's memoir, who was his defense secretary. And I think <laughs> defense, for CIA for 30 years and then his defense secretary. This is a man who's in the tank for this administration. And he says in his memoir, we had four-hour meetings at the principal's level of the NSC, which means the cabinet – on an issue like Libya or Syria. And after four hours, nobody took a decision. Could you imagine that under Donald Trump? Uh, Absolutely not. (laughs) But my favorite part of the Gates memoir is where he says that Joe Biden has been wrong about every four four decades. That's right. Um, One last issue we have to touch upon because you've been in the trenches on this one as well. And it seems like it's an episode of The Walking Dead. And it just is the zombie that will not die, and that is the Russia hoax. We saw just last week my former colleague, a delightful young woman, uh, Hope Hicks, being raked over the coals by Jerry Nadler sitting there on his booster seat. Is this ever going to end, Matt Gates? It really should have ended long ago. Right. It should have ended the moment that Robert... Mueller knew that there was never going to be a charge for criminal conspiracy related to a link to Russia. Frankly, it should have ended before that. Jeff Sessions had the power to shut this down for the farce that it was. But we are where we are. And I believe that the country accepts the findings of the Mueller report that the president was not engaged in a criminal conspiracy with Russia. And so then you get into really a, a, a divided question. Either We look at why the president was falsely accused for 22 months, 
Or we look at how the president reacted to being falsely accused for 22 months. <laughs> how would you react, well, right? I mean, What's and, the normal response? And, and let's, let's just for the sake of argument, Grant, the fact that maybe the president didn't react in precise the way that we would have with hindsight. Is that really more important than why in the world we allowed political opposition research funded by Democrats, sourced polluted, from Moscow, yeah, polluted by Russians, and then prosecuted by the lying media? We allow that to rip our country apart for 22 months, impair the president's capabilities in playing these three-dimensional chess games with China and Russia and North Korea, trying to bring about a safer world, a stronger America. He's having to do it with all of these domestic lies, and he still is achieving remarkable results. And so I think that in this next election, voters are going to see who's been fighting for them and who's just been so afflicted by Trump derangement syndrome that they've been unable to get out of the cocoon of the of the cycle of Washington, D.C. Well, the call board is full. I promise we will get to you momentarily. i got one more, two more questions for the congressman. Um, so this, this means that the Democrats will be punished in 2020 for this absurd Russia hoax, you think, Matt that's, Gates? That's my expectation. But up until then, they're going to ha- try a redo of the Mueller report. Yeah, they're going to take the witnesses. And, and, like, here's what's ludicrous. The notion that, like, a dozen Democrats over the course of a few months are going to collect more evidence than Robert Mueller in nearly two years with thousands of witnesses. 3,000 subpoenas. You know, uh, 19 <laughs> prosecutors, dozens of FBI agents. agents. Right. Yeah, like the notion that, that this batch of Democrats is going to do more than Mueller did, it just is laughable to an average American. Uh, let me ask you, this is my last question. We've got a minute and a half left. I get asked this everywhere I go and speak across the nation. Given the origins what happened under crossfire hurricane, the use of human assets, the use of Russian disinformation, the attempts to penetrate the Trump campaign, the illegal FISA warrants that were based on false information that, that, that hid the exculpatory uh, facts of the matter. Do people need to go to jail for what happened with regards to the spying on the Trump campaign by the Obamas? Yes. This is why just having the inspector general produce a report about bad actions is insufficient. We have to take those findings. We have to put them in the hands of a prosecutor. There are three layers where I think there is clear criminal activity and people need to go to jail. Initially, the lies to the FISA court. There is a legal obligation to present evidence. I believe they didn't do it. Second, the leaks. When Comey has acknowledged leaking classified information to shape public opinion, that is a crime, and there should be criminal charges that append to it. And third, which is what you've mentioned, the corrupt origins of this investigation, the abuse of process, the deprivation of rights under the color of law, that is not allowed in our country, and it should never happen to another president again. In 30 seconds, Matt Gates, are you confident with the road ahead very. And that justice will be done given that uh, Attorney General Barr is now the man. Yeah, I mean, let, let's just acknowledge a simple fact. Jeff Sessions did not serve our country well as the Attorney General. No. And that is probably why Hillary Clinton is not in jail already, because there was not a robust review of that criminal activity. Uh, now that we have Bill Barr, now that we've got a real prosecutor looking at these three layers of corruption, it is my expectation that we will trace this all the way back to its rotten core and that people will be held accountable. I think we can restore this country's great confidence in our institutions if we do that, because if there's no punishment, there can be no confidence going forward. Powerful words from a true fighter. He is Representative Congressman Matt Gates from Florida's 1st Congressional District, who spent three, three segments here on America First in studio. Thank you for joining us. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.